back with four wins in June here, fresh off of the the draft night, and what a surprise when Mayana went first. You you know had the money in the bag there. I mean, that one kind of a reach if I'm being honest. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. Uh, guaranteed first overall pick. Uh, he's gonna be a stud. I think he's got all the intangibles. Listening to some interviews he's done, I I really like him. But we can get more into the draft later For because sure. there was a crazy week from the moment we dropped last episode to when the draft started. So much happened. So we're gonna get into some of that first. For sure. The first thing that happened recently uh, was the Bradley Beal deal. So the Suns were looking to add more uh, star power. I guess they don't really care about their bench, but they. I feel like they did a good trade with what they had, and they got a, a good score in Bradley Beal. Yeah, I mean, it's a interesting trade because you're trading your floor general, someone who really elevated Devin Booker, because before Chris Paul, Devin Booker struggled to make the playoffs. He struggled to win games. And then as soon as Chris Paul arrived, he elevated his game so much. So now we get to see, was Devin Booker a product of Chris Paul, or is this really just growth for him? But Bradley Beal is a good player if he can stay healthy. I'm not sure whether or not he just mentally checked out Washington or if he was actually hurt or what was going on over there. But he gets a fresh start. He gets to be the third option, which is always a plus when you're a star being dealt. You get less pressure. You get better looks. Uh, he's going to get so many wide-open looks playing with Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Like It just comes with the job. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – they're definitely going to be a good team. I just don't know about playoffs-wise, yeah. like depth. Uh, that's going to be the big question. Yeah. The Suns gave up a lot, and they don't even have a – It's they don't have a pick, a controlled pick till like 2031. Is that right? Or something yeah, like that? They don't I, control their destiny? If I understand the trades right, they it's like drops here and there. But I'm pretty sure they had some pick swaps in Brooklyn, but then they traded those to Washington for Bradley Beal. And so they end up trading like four pick swaps and six second round picks. So they may have a second round pick or two somewhere in there. But yeah, they don't have much until 2031. Yeah. So be, they're going they all have, in. They have four max contracts in the roster. And then they have campaign and three other guys, it feels like. And uh, what's his name? The the white guy, the white no, center. No, he's a free agent. Oh, he is? Jock Landale is a free Landale? agent. Landale? Oh, no. They have to re sign him. <laughs> There, there goes a heart and soul. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Too soon. But I guess that's a good transition to the next trade that happened. Sadly, Marcus Smart is gone. It took a little piece of my heart with him. It's over in Memphis, Tennessee now. Grizzlies fans, you better keep him not oh, keep him treated well because if you don't, we're going to have issues. Better dye his hair blue, you know. I know. I saw some of those images with him in the Grizzlies jersey with the blue hair, and I was like, <sighs> just looks wrong. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's an interesting trade because the the Celtics have a lot of guard depth. Mm-hmm. You had first they were trying to get the deal done with Brogdon, right? Yeah, and that fell through. And I f- I feel like that's when they're like they doubled down. They're like we really want Porzingis. We really think that he's great, and they they had to get rid of their kind of you know main player like I guess the heart, the, the heart and soul yeah, yeah like the Draymond of the the Celtics yeah. right so it's tough because obviously you look at the box score and obviously you say oh Marcus Smart's not worth two first round picks and Porzingis but like it's the intangibles like the things he brought to the court the intensity he brought the energy like the Celtics need to find a way to replicate that mm. and I'm not sure who on the roster is gonna do it I would love for it to be Jason Tatum because you know he's the he's the star player 
Like, I would love my star player to have that energy. But I just don't know if that's his personality, mm-hmm. you know? And Marcus Smart, that's why he fits so well next to Jason Tatum because he kind of took that load off of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll have to see what the Celtics can do. Um, I think White could be that guy. Like, he's... White could. I mean, obviously, he was a better defender than Smart this last year. Yeah. He made all defensive second team. Yeah, so. so it makes sense. Like, I know as an NBA fan, it's a great trade for the Celtics. Like, I'm not denying that. The Celtics got a great haul for Marcus Smart, who's turning 30. He's probably starting to progress a little bit, if we're being honest. But as a Celtics fan, you hate to see Marcus go. Like, I still yeah, remember yeah. exactly where I was when Marcus Mark got drafted. Mm-hmm. I remember so vividly, I was so excited for that draft because I wanted the Celtics to trade up to get um, Jabari Walker that in that pick, then, but he went number two, and the Celtics decided to stay. at now a number, uh, number was six and draft Marcus Smart. I remember not knowing much about Marcus Smart then, but I fell in love with him. Fell in love with the player. Fell in love with the hustle. Fell in love with the grit and grind. And so it hurts watching a guy for nine years uh, just leave like that. Yeah, for sure. It's it is kind of sad. Um, but you guys get Kristaps Porzingis, and he he is great in in New York. I felt like he had a good start to his career, but then things kind of went south when he got traded to the the Mavericks. Um, and then you know Mavericks didn't work out as the second option. He got traded to the the Wizards for Dinwiddie, and then uh, then he, now he's now he's on the Celtics. And he had a good year on the Wizards last year, but. I feel like his main concern has been, is he that guy, right, yeah. number one? And then number two is the, the injuries. Uh, he always tends to to miss time every season. So mm-hmm. this will be a good fit. I feel like he'll be the third option or the fourth option. Like you have Tatum, Brown, White, or Brogdon, yeah. or even Al. Like I think Al's probably might Al's be a better the option. but the the Celtic right now. Yeah. Like we'll see who, it. What Al are we getting next year? Yeah. Are we getting 37-year-old Al, who's kind of just a 37-year-old? Are we getting Al Horford? Al's toy barn Horford. Yeah. Horford. Yeah. So that's the biggest question there. <laughs> but I do love the fit of Chris Esprazingas on the Celtics because he's going to be the third option. I think he's comfortably the third option. And like I said with Bradley Beal, he's going to get open looks playing next to Jason Tatum. Like mm-hmm. It's just going to come with the job. He's going to get it. And in terms of injury, like, there's two types of injuries in the NBA. There's the injury of he actually got hurt and he can't play. And there's the injury of I don't really want to play for my team. I kind of want to just chill. My team doesn't want to win games. So I'm going to be injured, in quotes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure what player fall into what category. Maybe Przingis fell into that category sometimes because he didn't enjoy playing with Luka. I know there's some beef between those two a little bit. They didn't mesh very well together. And then the Wizards, like, they didn't really want to win games. So who knows, like, when they said, hey, Chris Epps, you sit out a little bit. Oh, your knee's hurting you? Oh, take it easy. Like, we don't want you to get hurt. Like, yeah. there's those type of injuries, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I see that. Yeah, I, I think, like you said, it's a good fit. We'll see how it works out for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, another one is uh, – this one's pretty good. This one was wild. I did not see this one coming. Well, I mean, when you don't really perform in the playoffs, you know, after a kind of wishy-washy year with with players going in and out and you're not really scoring a good percentage, things kind of 
get get shaky, and that person is Jordan Poole. Uh, he did not show up in the playoffs at all. And, yeah, now, now Poole is on the Wizards, and Chris Paul is on the Warriors. Um, my initial thoughts were, like, yeah, like, yeah, we're getting an old fossil in Chris Paul, but and I really hate him. <laughs> but I had to look at it and say, you know what, we have Steph Curry, and who's going to help us win now? Jordan Poole, who thinks he's Steph, or Chris Paul, who knows he's like Chris Paul and does what he does? And I'm like, well, in the next couple of years, like, yeah, Chris Paul has a few years left in the tank. Like, we know what we're going to expect from him every night. We don't know what to expect with Poole. Like, he'd go for 20, 30, or zero. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think it'll be a good trade. I think Chris Paul will be able to, to lead that second unit, uh, not turn the ball over, and get other people open looks. Uh, it is sad because I got Jordan Poole's jersey. So if anyone <laughs> hey, wants it. A creative way you could do it is just tape over the P after the P, right, Paul? Oh, welcome right number three. That's true. Yeah, you know, it's a creative DIY solution. Yeah, maybe I do that and show yeah. up. Yeah, but the I honestly like it's a good trade for the Warriors. They because I I like your point there where Chris Paul knows his role. He knows what he's trying to do, and it's something that can help. The part that scares me about Chris Paul's fit with the Warriors is if there's a lineup with Chris Paul and Clay Thompson on the floor. Like I'm, I'm not sure exactly how they're gonna fit together, like I, I, because I know that lineup's gonna get thrown out there. It's either gonna be really good, or it's they're gonna clash a little bit. It's just my vibes, first impression. But yeah. I think Chris Paul and Draymond Green though are gonna be amazing. Those two on the floor together with Steph, like the ball's gonna be flying around, opening guys are gonna get open shots. Yeah, like it's gonna be amazing offense to watch when Draymond and Chris Paul are on the same floor, mm-hmm. assuming you guys keep Draymond. Yeah, and that that was kind of the thing too. Uh, I'm glad you brought Draymond because, you know, the whole incident with Jordan Poole punching and stuff. I feel like it was a message to Draymond saying like, "Hey, yeah, like we want you. Like yeah. we chose you over Poole." Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see how that pans out. But hopefully, you know, w- wishing for the best. And yeah, um, I think it's gonna work out great for Jordan Poole. I'm saying yeah. now, I think Jordan Poole's gonna be an All Star next year. No, I mean, yeah, you'll definitely have the ability to shoot yeah. 30 shots a game. So, Like, I think Jordan Poole, is, as a one option, is going to do enough to turn some heads and be like, wow, like he was a good player. Yeah. But he's he'll be going to be able to do on the Warriors. He'll be a good player on a crappy team. Yeah. You can't. Re- I feel like you can't be a good player on a good team. No. Unless you're the Warriors who literally cater made your offense to fit a Jordan Poole type player. That's true. I, I mean, he did help us win a, a championship. Like a ring, I won't, which is more than Chris Paul can say. Yeah, I won't discount that. Like, w- like if we get a ring out of Jordan Poole in the draft, like sure, yeah. If Jordan we'll Poole take didn't it. hit those half court buzzer beaters against the Celtics, exactly. Who knows? Maybe Marcus Smart still be there. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, but we're talking all these trades and we're talking a lot about the Wizards. The Wizards have been going crazy the last couple of days. They've had uh, blown up their entire roster. They have pre- Kuzma is a free agent. They brought in a new front office to make all these moves. Like, what is going on in Washington? Like, are they making the right moves? Someone said they're acting like the Pawn Stars people, saying, like, oh, we can 
uh, only give you this and then I got a deal. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what you have to do to rebuild. So mm -hmm. they totally, yeah, reconstructing their roster right now. And Poole, like you said, is a good option. We'll see if they re-sign Kyle Kuzma. I doubt it. I think they're just yeah. keeping the space open. But, yeah, I mean, I feel I feel like I heard the the owner or whatever say to the manager of the, the Wizards, like, yeah, you have full ability yeah. to do whatever you want. And with Beal going, that's that was the first step. So I mean, the roster's going to be what? Poole, Tyus Jones, Kispert. Advia. Davis, Johnny Davis, Abia, who's uh, Gafford or Gafford, something. Yeah. <laughs> like it's gonna the guy be... who got crossed by KD. That's how we know him. See, as as bad as that roster is, like I'm just worried they're gonna turn into like a Jazz this year, where Lori, where Jordan Poole somehow turns into a Laurie Marketing type player, it becomes an All Star and leads them to the 12th seed, and they get the 10th pick in the draft, and not much changes. <laughs> Like, that's my big fear for the Wizards. I want them to be like the Spurs or the Rockets or the Pistons, where they're just bad. Yeah. And they get those best odds for the number one pick, and they can get generational talent. Because <laughs> then that speeds up the rebuild tenfold. Or it could be the Jazz, and you could get the eighth pick and the twelfth pick and the 27th pick. And in classic Trader Danny fashion, you think about trading up. <clears throat> you think about it. Yeah. But you don't. You don't, yeah. Then you get three subpar rookies who will make an impact on the roster and then you don't you have a full roster and you're like what do we have and then you got you have a finnish guy coming back from the army who yeah. doesn't really play basketball anymore we'll so see. this isn't knocking the jazz they have a bright future obviously with all his picks and walker kessler is a beast i love walker kessler but like at some point you gotta go full in and get that next top five talent because mm -hmm. you're not gonna win a championship without the top five talent yeah, they're they're planning for it. They're waiting. Yeah, but uh, we're talking about this draft. And yeah, we can get into it now. Uh, obviously, we talked about Victor Wembanyama going one. That's a no brainer. Yeah. Been watching him play forever. But number two is where the interesting part. There's happens. a loser right off the gate. I feel like. Yeah. Like, how do you not draft Scoot Henderson as number two? I don't care. Like, who else is on the board? Like, I feel like this draft one through five was pretty good, but after that, it fell off. It was a steep cliff. Yeah. And. Brandon Miller, like, he's great, but it's not like, like, come on. You know is Victor and Scoot. Like, you had the yeah. battles. Like, Scoot's working out with Curry. Like, why wouldn't you pick him? He's working out with the GOAT. GOAT shooter. It's been crazy to see how Danon's turned on Scoot ever since he learned he's working out with Steph. That's true. It's 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 a big thing. Danon was one of the biggest Scoot haters on the planet. And now he's no, I was Steph not the biggest. Boom, Scoot is the greatest player of all time. I was not the biggest Scoot hater. I just said I don't know about him. I think he could be if like this or that. I don't know. Like, But then I found out, yes, he's working out with <laughs> Steph and confidence increased. <laughs> Steph doesn't pick the nobody. He, he picks the Steph winners. <laughs> no, but I – the only reason why the Hornets drafted Brandon Miller is obviously they're like, LaMelo's our guy, we're drafting for fit. But I still don't like that explanation. It's because so like, dumb. There's no fit. As bad as the Hornets are, yes. you don't draft for fit. <laughs> yeah. You draft for value and you draft for potential. And let's say LaMelo and Scoot don't work out. They're both great players. You can flip them for better players. Exactly. Like Brandon Miller is a great player, but he's not Scoot level, level value. Teams aren't going to want be wanting to trade Zion Williamson for Brandon Miller. They were willing to trade Zion Williamson for
for Peterson. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I, I love that point with the you don't draft for the fit because you you suck. So it's like, why are you trying to build a crappy team? But anyway, you know, George, uh, Michael Jordan, he, he's a great player, but, <laughs> you know, some sometimes it doesn't turn out into sometimes, good decisions. Like Brandon Miller said, sometimes you airball a free throw. Yeah, yeah. So Sometimes you airball drafts. Although too. the best thing to come from the Hornets was, I don't know if you saw his little video of the Hornets mascot reacting to the pick, and he was, like, all happy, and then just, like, drooped over sad. And it's like, that's going to be a meme for ages right there. Yeah, another one is our friend Jacob said they're trying to draft the all-jail NBA team. <laughs> Bridges. That yeah. was pretty good. That was another thing that pissed me off about ESPN last night. was like, Brendan Miller got drafted, and immediately they talk about the allegations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, can you let this kid have his moment? Mm-hmm. Like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to get drafted, and you're bringing up something he's not proud of? Yeah, like, it's like, yeah, you got drafted. Oh, you almost went to jail. Like, it's like, just, come on, ESPN, be better. Yeah, come on. So, Scoot falls to number three, and the Blazers get him, which is a steal. This is a chess match now between the Blazers and Dame. Yeah. Because the Blazers kind of called Dame's bluff and said, hey, like, there's no good trade out there from what they, we, they could see. So, we're going to draft Scoot Anderson, who's a really, really good player. If you want to play with him, great. We'd love to have you stay. But if not, do Dem- something. Yeah, demand it. a trade, yeah. Which I love because, honestly, I've not been a fan of Dame's actions this lately. He's kind of been holding the Trailblazers organizations hostage and saying, I don't want you to tank because I want to win here. And I want to be part of this and I want you to do what I want. It's like mm-hmm. Dame deserves that level of respect. He does. But at some point, you have to realize it's kind of a toxic relationship and you have to move on from each other. Yeah. No, it, Blazers, it's starting to get toxic right the now. The Blazers realized that. And they said, hey, like maybe we want to go young. And Dame said, no, absolutely not. So, like, they're calling his bluff. So now it's in Dame's court. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, even if Dame stays, like, like that could be a good team. It's just they're not going to win. Like, they're not going to win a championship. And it, it depends on what Dame wants in his in this point in his career. Does mm-hmm. he want to play with young players or does he want to play in the postseason? Yeah. And I feel like the NBA overall is better when Dame is in the postseason. Like, he's given us so many memorable moments, and, like, he's only made the Western Conference Finals once. Yeah. But he's a great player, like, probably second to Steph right now in the league, like, for point guards. Like, he's he was underrated this – well, yeah. this season, I don't think he was underrated, but, like, he didn't play, obviously, towards the end. But Yeah, I agree with that. I think Dame's a fantastic talent. I mean, he found him 71, and – that was one of the most effortless 71s I've ever seen. Yeah. Like not that outside of Dominic Mitchell, we haven't seen many other 71s. But, like, he just he just is so easy for him. Mm-hmm. The game is so natural. He's such a good player, but he has to understand that he's kind of killing Portland Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. He needs to let, if you love that something, let it go. Like, move on. <clears throat> move to your next team. Like, go let the Blazers enter the next era because this era just didn't work out. Yeah. They made some bad trades. The CJ McCollum trade was terrible. And they let the Clippers take their good role players for nothing. It just, they made some bad trades. And now they got to deal with the consequences. And Dame has to man up and uh, let the Blazers move on. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to go over just the, the Celtics have any, the Celtics had a draft pick, right? The Celtics had a wild night. Yeah. Um, so obviously they had the 35 pick to start. And then the Przingis trade 
they got the 25 pick from the Grizzlies. And then they trade the 25 pick down to the 31st pick. And then they trade uh, for the Pistons, and they got two extra second round picks. And they traded 31 to the Hornets for 34 and 38. And then they traded 34 for 39 in future picks. And so they just kept trading down, and I was sitting there, I was like, man, are they ever going to pick? But they finally did. They drafted, uh, I think his name was Jordan Walsh at 39 or 38. Yeah, Jordan Walsh from Arkansas at 38. So he's a good player. He's a young player, has some upside. But the big thing with the Celtics is that trading out of the first round allows them to kind of get under the money line, which allows them to have their taxpayer mid-level exception that they can use in free agency. So suddenly that's a $5 million exception that they can use and go get another player, which is huge that they wouldn't have had if they stayed in the first round. As well as second round picks, as we talked about before with the new CBA, are becoming more and more valuable because they're, one, they're team controlled. They're not a guaranteed roster spot. You can two-way them, which now teams have three two-way spots. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be 16 guys on the roster, technically. So they can two-way them, these cheap, team-controlled, and uh, second-round pl- picks are pretty similar in value to late first-round picks. Yeah. Like, the skill difference isn't that much different. Mm-hmm. Once you get out of the lottery, like, you can get good play in the second round. Yeah, I mean, we're undrafted like the Miami Heat. That's true. Uh, <laughs> Which I have to um, send my apologies to uh, Yami Yaquez Jr. from UCLA. Got drafted uh, by the Heat. I'm a hot kiss, yeah. yeah. He's not going to play at all because nope. they only play undrafted guys. That's so. true. Yeah. You had a good run at UCLA. Fun watching you, but enjoy sitting on the bench in Miami. Facts, yeah. Maybe you'll get some playing time in, in on South Beach on the courts outside. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, For the Warriors, I just want to highlight them because, you know, um, they picked Brandon Podzimski, something like that. Uh, He's from Santa Clara, so he's, you know, homegrown, I guess, close to home. He's a decent player. I think he scored like 20 points per game and shot nearly 50%. Kind of a reach at like 19. I Mm -hmm. feel like they had him a little lower in the draft, but I feel like it's a good fit. And then the last one they – Ended up trading Patrick Baldwin Jr., who uh, I, I still say will be good. Um, age like milk, like Corey said. Well, that's because Danon was talking about, like, oh, Patrick Baldwin Jr. is going to have a big role next year. Yeah. Be good for the Warriors. <laughs> and immediately after that, Shams tweets out that he's traded. Let me trade him. But the trade is for a big, and that's the Warriors need size, especially if they're going to compete, like with Jokic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they cut some salary they picked trace jackson davis from indiana and i've seen uh him play on indiana he's a pretty scrappy dude yeah. so he averaged i think he averaged like uh double double yeah um and also the the brandon Pudzemski or whatever averaged like eight rebounds as a guard so yeah. that's pretty huge. pretty high on those two getting them for cheap uh can't really do much yeah. with the cap now but it's your pick and i know warriors fans are pretty upset because they had Cam Whitmore sitting there on the board in 19. Uh, he slid a lot. Yeah, he did. I wonder what happened. I, I said, like, maybe he didn't show out in the draft or tra- draft combine. but Maybe there's an injury lurking that we didn't know about. But, like, that was a big name that fell away to the Rockets at 20. Yeah. So if he's anything like he was in college, he, that's a steal to draft at 20. Mm-hmm. And for the Rockets, you know, half the defense, double the offense. <laughs> so. Yeah, Emir's got to work his magic over there in Houston. Yeah. Uh, make something happen. <laughs> uh, 
but just to finish out in other news, uh, we have kind of some random things. Chris Middleton, I don't know what he's thinking, uh, but he opted out of the Bucks. Maybe he's doing Giannis a favor. Maybe he's doing the Bucks. hey, like, you don't have to pay me. I'll opt out. And then <laughs> maybe some team will be dumb enough to pay me more than $30 million. Who knows? But I, those are my thoughts on, on Middleton. It's interesting for sure. He's got suitors. I think the Thunder are reported to be interested in him. The Rockets are reporting because this is a very weak free agency class. There's no big names you can go throw your money at, you know. Mm -hmm. And so all these teams in the cap space are looking around like, might as well spend it. Like, might as well bring in someone who has a championship in Chris Middleton. Yeah. So, like, he may get a better contract, but. And he's a veteran, right? The Bucks have a lot of money locked up in Giannis and Drew Holiday. So, it's not like they're going to have any cap space anyways. But. They have to bring back Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez, which Brooke Lopez, low key, may be one of the best players in free agency. Like he fits in a pretty much any team. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Brooke Lopez. Like I saw a report that the Warriors were interested in getting him. I don't know how you guys would do it, but like I've learned not to doubt the Warriors in the books. Like they seem to always have money to throw around and get new players. So somehow, somehow, Brook Lopez is gonna get max contract and sign with the Warriors. Could happen. Like I just don't know how it's gonna happen, but I know it can happen because the Warriors have some dark magic. So like, it's it just gonna happen. <laughs> we have uh, <laughs> uh, flush money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I'd agree with you with the Brook Lopez. He's he's good. I I think uh, when Wemby got drafted, I was like. You know, like, who's going to stop Wemby kind of thing? Like, mm -hmm. is it just going to be health? But it's going to be those, like, big centers. Like, Brooke yeah. Lopez, he came to mind. Like, Looney came to mind. Like, Capella. Yeah. Like, just these, like, they're not, like, great, but they're big. Like, you have to get yeah. through them. You're going to need you, – you need a big center, but you also need a big center who can move because they're going to be chasing Wemby around the perimeter. That's the thing. That's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't have a center like Clint Capella who's going to – you can body him up, yeah, but – then if, as soon as you're on the perimeter, you're like, I want to go back under the basket. Like, that's where I'm good. Yeah, that's where yeah. I get my blocks. That's where I get the stats. I get the money. Like, you can't do that if he's on the perimeter guarding Wemby. It will be hilarious. Go Bear versus Wemby. I feel oh. like Wemby would just Wemby dropping cook 60. him. Yeah, yeah. Dropping 60. But any, anyway, that, that was just a little sidetrack. But another another cool, or no. Not cool. Not, not at cool. all cool. Not, not at all cool. Really sad. Uh, the the Bulls doubt that Lonzo will play again. Yeah. It's really sad. He may be on another year with his meniscus injury, which is so weird to me. Like, I, like doctors, like the reports, doctors don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. Like meniscus injuries really shouldn't be that bad. Like Kawhi Leonard just had meniscus surgery, and they still be back in eight weeks. Yeah. Like Robert Williams had meniscus surgery, and he was back in the playoffs yeah. last year. Like granted, he had to go back and get re-surgeries, and he like he hasn't been the same since. But like. He's playing. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't know what's happening. And Lonzo can't even walk, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just so sad to see. He was so much fun to watch. Him on the Bulls was such a good fit, too. Like, he was hooping with Damar and Zach Levine. And now you look at the Bulls and, like, they low-key have one of the worst futures in the NBA. Like, they have a middle-of-the-road team. DeRozan's getting older. Zach Levine is just kind of hit or miss season it feels like they traded picks away for Vucevic trade picks away they have no salary cap and uh, now they just lose Lonzo for another year 
Just I feel bad for all the Bulls football fans. Unless they sign Van Vliet. With what salary cap says. You know, Van Vliet wants to just, like 30 just pay million. pay him. Pay him. <laughs> they're not the Warriors. They don't have that dark magic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're they're kind of screwed. I I don't know what they could do with Lonzo. Yeah, how they can work that out, but it just stinks. I was a big getting a big fan of Lonzo Ball after he yeah moved past all the big baller brand stuff and just finally started hooping and fixed his shot, turned into a shooter. Really, he was just he was a fun guy to watch. Yeah, I wanted him on the Celtics, but didn't talk too much. Like no. kind of down the road, like down the fairway kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, Great, great player. He was, yeah, turning out to be great. So, hopefully, we'll get to see him play again. Like, that's kind of where it's coming to. Yeah. I don't know if he'll ever play again. It's a sad thing. Yeah. But, you know, it happens to the greatest. Yeah. Uh, but there are some players who may be playing in a new home soon that we have to keep an eye on. The reports are saying uh, Paul George has been shopped around by the Clippers. I know the Knicks have discussed the trade, possibly some other teams that we don't know about yet. And then Jared Allen, the Cavs are feeling calls about him, which would be crazy if they if some team get Jared Allen off the Cavs, because I think his contract is pretty valued as well. That's true, yeah. Um, but then the last name is Dejounte Murray. The Hawks are reportedly seeing if there's the right trade for him, um, which would make sense. I didn't really like the fit between Trey Young and Dejounte Murray, so if you can get something back for him, that'd be huge. Yeah, I feel like the the Hawks are in a situation where you know anything kind of goes right now, because mm-hmm. I don't know if they're. Then, like Trey Young says, we're next, but they're not winning no. with what they have right now. So we'll see what happens both with Trey Young and DeJounte Murray, I think. Like anything up in the air. And Paul George, that's an interesting one because, you know, he's been there with Kawhi for like, what, four years? Since 2019. Yeah. Or end of 2019, yeah. 2020. Yeah. Four, yeah. Three, four years. So, and, you know, injuries have belittled them every year. So sadly, do they do they shake it up or do they say, hey, let's try and run it one more time? Maybe our luck will be on our side. I hope they blow it up and I hope they suck because the Clippers ruined the perfect Chris Hemsworth trade for the Celtics. Oh, that, so yeah, that's true. The Clippers, you guys are on my bad side right now. You wouldn't have had to give away Marcus. I would have been on the keep Marcus. We would have trailed Brogdon and been okay. But yeah. now the Clippers want to worry about us. Yeah, it's huh. pissing me off. So we'll we'll see what happens. Paul, that would be interesting to the Knicks. Let you say that if the Knicks could get Paul George, a healthy Paul George, maybe for a quickly and a top in, yeah, some picks, just like some like random crap. Here you go, like, yeah, like, <laughs> like if you could keep Brunson and then Randall and Paul George, not bad. Yeah, Josh Hart, don't disrespect Josh Hart yeah. like that. And you have that what Jericho Sims, that guy's yeah, high 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 ceiling. Yeah, so and who the Knicks draft is? Who, who do they get? Do they even have a pick? I don't think so. I don't remember them. The Knicks do anything? Is Stephen A. just sad? Yeah, because he was on there all night. I feel like we would have heard him. Weird suit with a super long tie, and he kept buttoning the suit jacket down when he was sitting down. I'm like, yeah. No one told him he should unbutton it. And they were talking to Fat Joe. I'm like, what the? Wow, the Knicks really didn't have any picks. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. Hey, you can't screw up a draft if you don't pick. The New York Knicks. <laughs> Orange and blue skies, baby. <laughs> but, yeah, hey, I didn't get to hear Stephen A. go off, so that was nice. Yeah. I mean, I didn't listen to the draft with volume anyways, so I didn't hear anything yeah. from Stephen A. <laughs> that was probably a smart move. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, that, that's kind of like what's what's happening in the NBA. It's been a big week. 
Crazy week. Crazy week. And we got free agency opening up next week. Uh, June 30th, I believe, is when it opens up. So crazy times are coming. Big changes. I don't think the trades are going to slow down. I think teams are looking around the league saying, hey, we got to get better. The Nuggets really whipped them into shape. They need to. Um, yeah. They realize they need a good roster around their stars. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it definitely is. Who's going to beat the Nuggets? Yep. It's a race for that. And, yeah, it's the kind of the dog days of sports. We have, you know, no football, no basketball. We have baseball. We have baseball cooking up. The Giants just lost one. They had 10 in a row. A good run so far. A good series against the D- the D-bags coming up. But, yep. uh, yeah, NBA will keep us uh, entertained for this next week at least and going into free agency. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Free agency, and then you got summer leagues heating up. So we got big things cooking. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that will be it for this week. We will see you next time on Four Wins in June.